and welcome back to our podcast, My Sister's TBR. I'm Stacy, And I'm Rebecca. We're two sisters co-hosting a bookish podcast. Where we will be talking about the books we've read, the books we're reading, and the books we want to read. <laughs> and some of the book news that we pick up along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this episode, though, we will mainly be focusing on books that we have read this month. I think I had eight this month. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So this is this is basically your episode. <laughs> I'll I'll keep it brief. <laughs> I have read two this month. <laughs> do do you have like any that you're currently that you're currently reading? Um I mean obviously still Yeah, I think we're both <laughs> Uh, no, but I haven't started anything else yet since I finished, like, the featured read. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're we're in the same boat. Okay. I'm, like, kind of in that end-of-month slump mm-hmm. where I've, like, pushed myself to read all these books this month to try to clue them up for the end-of-month episode, and now I'm just like, whew, okay, I need, like, a day to yeah. take a breath. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I know I only read two, but I just, after, like, I I always get into, like, little bits of slumps anyway after I finish a book. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why yeah. I do like to read a couple at the same time, because I know that, like, once I finish that, I'm just going to be like, shit. Yeah. Where do I go from and here? <laughs> I don't get that. Like, I'm not like that when it comes to reading. I'll just devour a book, and then I want to pick up another one right away. I go through but places. I've- I've seen a lot of people, though, that, that do need to take that time after a book to let it process, to grieve, to whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. to try to get back into the mindset of starting another book. Yeah. I don't so know. it's not I find that common. Like, because like, I know last year or two years ago when I read, there was like a week where I read um, three Colleen Hoover books right back to back to back, which yeah. like Ilsa, um, I wonder how her heart is doing. <laughs> Uh, I did the I did the same thing with the Colleen Hoover books. Like I read, I think three or four right back to back, and I was hurting. Yeah, <laughs> that I mean, especially that like so much depending on which books it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I think I think the ones that I read were um, All Your Perfects, November Nine, Reminders of Him, Reminders of Him. Hmm. Oh my god, that absolutely killed me, and I'm pretty sure I just blacked out that whole week, and I was just like, my heart was just crushed. <laughs> um, I did, Reminders of Him was the first one I read, Ugly Love. Oh my god. It Ends With Us. Oh my god. And then like a week later, I read Heartbones. Oh Jesus. So like the first three were like real big doozies. Yeah. Heartbones wasn't to like it's not as it bad. was yeah. yeah but those three i found were <laughs> i was destroyed <laughs> your poor heart yeah but now i want to go back and reread them again because they were uh january of last year so i mean it's been mm-hmm. a year and a half since i've i've read them oh yeah so good though and i i know like you either really like Colleen Hoover, or you really don't. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know why people don't. <laughs> I know it's Wattpad vibes. 
I get that. It's but they're what? just so easy to read. Wattpad vibes. What's like that? back in the day, Wattpad. It's like uh very amateur writing platform. There were like a lot of fanfics. <sighs> Who cares if it's oh my god. <laughs> anyway, I'm like keep my opinions. <laughs> we don't want to get canceled. Yep. Uh anyway. <laughs> Back to July's reading, not January 2022. <laughs> um, so this month, uh, like I said, I read eight books. You read two? Is that what you two. said? Okay. Yep. Do you want me to start and then you just cut in after a couple books? Yep. <laughs> okay. I did finish the second book in the Bonds at Tie series by Jay Bree. Uh, the first one was yes. Broken Bonds. I read that one in June. And then Savage Bonds, I finished that uh, July 1st. So, like, that was the very first day. Finished that one. I think I did I did the audiobook for that one. And I had it finished one weekend of work. Oh, my God. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's it's really, really good series. Very uh, <laughs> slow burn. <laughs> Why choose? Fantasy. It's like a... It's like a lower level fantasy. It's not like really okay, big so... in your face, you know? Okay, I like that. Yeah. I rated that one a four star. I won't read out the description because it could get spoilery because it's the second book of the series. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, four stars. I have a feeling that this whole series is going to be like a five star series for me, though. Okay, damn. It's, yeah, it's it's really good. And I really think that you would like it with how, like, it's a slow burn romance but the books are fast paced okay so like okay, they're, like they're kind of they're not very big so they feel like you're getting through them pretty quick kind of like mm-hmm. um that's what the I never need. king series right like you oh <laughs> yeah uh the next one that i read was the spanish love deception by elena armas mm-hmm. i read that one a four star Probably leaning more towards a four and a half because it was a really, really good book. Um, <clears throat> I shall read it out. Okay, give it to us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Catalina Martin desperately needs a date to her sister's wedding, especially since her little white lie that her American boyfriend was spiraled out of control. Now everyone she knows, including her ex and his fiance, will be there and eager to meet him. She only has four weeks to find someone willing to cross the Atlantic and aid in her deception. New York to Spain is no short flight, and her raucous family won't be easy to fool. Enter Aaron Blackford, her tall, handsome, condescending colleague, who surprisingly offers a step in. She'd rather refuse. Never has there been a more aggravating, blood-boiling, and insufferable man. But Catalina is desperate, and as the wedding draws nearer, Aaron looks like her best option. And she begins to realize he might not be as terrible in the real world as he is in the office. Uh, 487 pages. I did not feel like it was that long of a book. That's like a decent size. And you said, yeah. n- no, it was the last one you said you finished in a weekend. Did you yeah. re- listen to the audio for this one too? This one was the audio as well. This one took me, um, I started it that same weekend that I finished Savage Bonds and then it was like the following weekend of work that I finished it. So it was probably more of like a, a three day, um, listening to the audio, which I mean, most people probably finish it well before I did, but I've got a kid screaming at me for, 
many, many hours of the day, and it makes it really hard to yeah. listen to audiobooks. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really yeah. good. It had like that, um, like kind of like the workplace trope. Mm. Uh, the enemies of lovers. Oh, I just we love those. Yeah, and the scenes were just so well done. I've heard really, really good things. I remember seeing a lot of like TikToks and stuff about that, like people recommending that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was a lot of banter. It was like a slow burn. Um, Grumpy versus Sunshine, which was mm. also another big plus. Yep. And then like the whole fake relationship thing, just it got fun because uh, there was also like an issue with them having to stay in like the same, uh, like the same room bed whatever right oh so. dear okay mm-hmm. so i really i i enjoyed that one um after that i went on a little bit of a like mystery thriller binge mm. not really binge, switch it up that um yeah I, I ended up reading never lie by frida mcfadden and it was my first time reading anything by her she also wrote the housemaid that i am seeing everywhere yeah, I'm pretty sure to have seen um, my friend Allie was reading that. Okay. Um, and I think she went on to, like, book two, possibly. The Housemaid's I- Secret? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like, the first one has, like, the blue background with the keyhole. Then yep. the second one has the red background with the keyhole. But, uh, so I read Never Lie. Um, I rated it a four star. Probably more of a three and a half, to be honest. Not quite okay. a four star. It was still really good. And I, it was giving me uh, like the same sort of feeling I had when I was reading Verity. Like that creepy, mm. eerie, where is this going? Yeah. What's happening? Right? I love um, that. No spice in it at all. Like it was very closed door. I think there was only maybe one scene that had um, like leading into a smexy scene uh, mm-hmm. that just totally just pfft, no. just cut right there okay um which is as everybody knows is different for us because usually the more the merrier (laughs) uh this one was only 286 pages so it was really short and it was pretty fast paced so it, it went by quick okay so this one is about Trisha and Ethan. They're newlyweds and they're searching for the house of their dreams. But when they visit the remote manor that once belonged to Dr. Adrian Hale, a renowned psychiatrist who vanished without a trace four years earlier, a violent winter storm traps them at the estate with no chance of escape until the blizzard comes to an end. In search of a book to keep her entertained until the snow abates, Trisha happens upon a secret room, one that contains audio transcripts from every single patient Dr. Hale's ever interviewed. As Trisha listens to the cassette tapes, she learns about the terrifying chain of events leading up to Dr. Hale's mysterious disappearance. Trisha plays the tapes one by one late into the night. With each one, another shocking piece of the puzzle falls into place, and Dr. Adrian Hale's web of lies slowly unravels. And then Trisha reaches the final cassette, the one that reveals the entire horrifying truth. Oh, see, okay, I can see how that gives you Verity vibes, because that's like with her reading the manuscript. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this was God. Exactly. And there are multiple points throughout this novel that there are big twists. So, <sighs> like, it just feels like, like, your heart just can't handle, like, 
anything else. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. I do want to read that, actually. I want to get more into thrillers. I think that was a good, like, introductory book to Frida's books, I feel. Okay. I started The Housemaid uh, earlier today. I literally just brought it up, read down through, like, the first page or two, and now I'm just waiting for that feeling to to kick back in that, like, okay, I really want to read. Yeah. So we'll see how long it takes me to get back to it, but. Okay. But, hey, but yeah, I feel like that was a good, yeah, I feel like that was a good start to her books because it wasn't a long one and it was fast paced and just had you constantly thinking like, what the heck happened to Dr. Mm-hmm. Hale? Dear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what book did you finish <laughs> this month? Oh, dear. I can't wait until I can have more than like one or two books read in the month like i miss that (laughs) i miss having more to talk about um but i'm obsessed with audiobooks now and i have a feeling that now going forward i'm going to be listening to a lot more audiobooks yeah Yeah. because like oh my god like so my two books that i finished this month i finished like the the last half of the book Mm -hmm. uh i switched over to scribed like the so i could listen to the audio Mm -hmm. and uh Oh my god! Like that was unscribed. Um, not not happy place. No, 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 but the better than the movies. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Maybe I'll include them this weekend. I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, give us your review on it. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so the first book that I finished this month was Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. So I was talking about this last episode. Um. Like, talking about how this was very much like a rom-com. So it's romance, young adult, and, oh, God, I just, I just, every now and then, I just love the young adult books because they get me right giddy and (laughs) they make me laugh and just, oh, it's such like a feel-good book, you know? Sometimes you just need that, like, innocent love. Exactly. That's Mm -hmm. why I love Colleen Hoover. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Sometimes it's just nice to escape into the the sweetness. Um so this ha oh, it's 356 pages. Look at you. Look at me. That's why it's it took just- you a month to read it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just find it funny cuz anytime that like somebody new finds out that like I have a that we have a podcast or that I read or anything like that. I'm just like, man, like I don't read anything like like super <laughs> um what's the word I'm looking for? See? I don't even know words half the time. Like sophisticated? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> God, like I had somebody a couple weeks ago, uh I can't remember what he said, but basically along the lines of like, oh, like I must be smart. And I was like, I read about four sums and three sums. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good God, no. Listen, your okay. smarts are just concentrated on very um different. Yeah. Things. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I don't, I don't want to stick with the social norms. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway. This is purely just me reading these things, okay? <laughs> Okay. 
Perpetual daydreamer Liz gave her heart to Michael a long time ago, but her cool, aloof, forever crush never really saw her before he moved away. Now that he's back in town, Liz will do whatever it takes to get on his radar and maybe snag him as a prom date, even befriend Wes Bennett. The annoyingly attractive next-door neighbor might seem like a prime candidate for romantic comedy fantasies, but Wes has only been a pain in Liz's butt since they were kids. Pranks involving frogs and decapitated lawn gnomes do not a potential boyfriend make. Yet, somehow, Wes and Michael are hitting it off, which means Wes is Liz's in. But as Liz and Wes scheme to get Liz noticed by Michael, she can have her ma- so she can have her magical prom moment. She, oh my god, sometimes I'm like illiterate. Like this is why it takes me so long sometimes to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder when you're when you've got the pressure of recording but like honestly i think it's just me reading it loud is when i become like dyslexic or something i don't know <laughs> okay do you have a you've got a like a tongue tie too don't you yes i do actually yeah so, so that's this gonna is, this is what i'm blaming it on actually the dentist told me that one time yeah. when he when i was getting my teeth checked he was looking at my tongue and my web that's like connecting like the bottom to like my tongue he said that i literally am tongue tied mm-hmm that's, yeah, that's why so like that's why sometimes like I'll stutter or like, yeah, okay, trip over your words. Anyway, back on track. Sorry, but as Liz and Wes scheme to get Liz noticed by Michael so she can have her magical prom moment, she's shocked to discover that she likes being around Wes. And as they continue to grow closer, she must re-examine everything she thought she knew about love and rethink her own ideas of what happily ever after should look like. <sighs> I loved this book that was so freaking cute and it sounds so cute this is the one that i was telling you about too that had the um uh at the beginning of each chapter it had a quote from a rom-com movie and that quote would kind of explain or imply what was going to happen in that chapter Mm -hmm. so So a little bit of like foreshadowing yeah cute oh i love that it was so cute. Oh, my God. It was so perfectly done. Like, um, there were multiple quotes from Bridget Jones' diary, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, um, When Harry Met Sally. Like, there were so mm-hmm. many cute oh. movies. Oh, my God. And, like, she's really big on, like, music and, like, the soundtracks from these rom-coms that she would be, okay. like, watching and stuff, right? So, like, it was – she would always have a playlist for – certain moments or certain Mm -hmm. people right so like it was just it was so cute yeah okay i will definitely definitely read it i think you should last uh, episode but yeah for sure i will for sure okay um i will give you a heads up there was lack of communication which was a little bit frustrating yeah (laughs) yeah because like obviously i know like, everybody knows how romance novels are going to end up. Like, they're going to end up together at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. That's just how it happens. Yeah. But they could have been together from the very freaking beginning if she just told him how she felt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She just didn't. And she would just... It was just... It was just frustrating. I don't know. It was just <laughs> kind of... Yeah. 
like they were both just ended up with like anyway i can't talk about it too much because i will give spoilers but oh. other than that it, w- it was really really good like i still completely recommend it i rated it a i rated it a four i didn't rate it the full five just because like comparing it to like my other five star reads it wasn't like oh <laughs> this was okay the yeah. yeah this is like the the shiny buffed four yeah not so much the big shiny five <laughs> it was just a shinier four okay okay <laughs> exactly like completely like i wouldn't yeah like i wouldn't give it give it any less than a four because like mm-hmm. comparing it to other books that had like the miscommunication in it like it wasn't near as bad as mm-hmm. ones that we've read before could you kind of forgive it a bit because they were basically like kids, teenagers? Are they they're teenagers, yeah, like, right? In this? They're in high school. Yeah, okay. Right. So, so like, it's like their brains aren't fully developed yet. That's okay. We can forgive them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So it was fine, but everything else made up for that. Mm-hmm. It was like the cute appeal and Oh, it just made me feel so good. So it was, and all the references must have been fun to, to yes. find, and yeah, it's like little Easter eggs. Yes. Oh, but yeah. So that was my first okay. read of the month. That was ten out of ten. Recommend. That's awesome. Uh, my next book, I'm pretty sure you've seen it or seen most of it on Netflix. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh yes, you were talking about this last episode, right? I think so. I think you were, it was your current read. It was my current read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's by Ian Reid. And this was actually my first five star of this month. I think maybe my only five star. Uh, No. But it was a easily five star read for me. It had me completely captivated from the very first page. It. That's impressive. Because like, yeah, it's a, it's a different very different i know i've never read it but like i know i've seen at least half of the movie and i know it was like it was different yeah the movie uh was a little like i don't know a little more bizarre than what the book was the book was definitely eerie creepy weird just like it had me on the edges of my seat i didn't know what was happening where it was going it's just everything felt like it was just all up in the air and you were just waiting for it to just come crashing down. That was oh, like gosh. the feeling I had while reading this book. Yeah. Um, the movie, they actually kept changing certain parts of her appearance throughout the same scene of this movie to give the the watcher that same sort of like there's something off here and you're not really yeah. able to tell but giving you that feeling like very unsettling so they were They're changing purposely, like like screwing they with were you. purpose yeah so like at some points in the same scene like in the in the house her hair cut will change just slightly enough that your brain will say now there's definitely something different here from like two seconds ago that's so right it was just weird. subtle enough or like the shape of her sweater would change or her dress would be outside of her sweater instead of under her sweater like just very subtle weird things like that so that yeah. was like part like so the whole book was giving you these feelings of just unsettled eeriness 
So the movie had to try to incorporate those feelings. And this yeah. is how, like, one of the ways that they done that. And I thought that That's was so just genius. That was yeah. mind-blowing how they... Anyways. Um, so I definitely recommend going into this completely blind. If you have not seen the movie, even if you've seen the movie, still read this book. But don't look up reviews because you may get it spoiled. Um, just go in blind. Don't Don't look anything up. And listen to the audiobook because that just really sets the bar for for eeriness. Oh god. Okay. So in the audiobook, like, was it a female perspective or a male perspective? Female. Yeah. It was female. from the the girlfriend's point of view. She's going to her boyfriend's parents' house. It's right. Right. And uh she's thinking about ending things with the boyfriend. And um and you don't really understand why, because throughout the book, like, she's, she obviously cares for him. Like, she, they have mm-hmm. a good connection there. But I think it, like, boiled down to maybe just too comfortable. Yeah. In the relationship, maybe. But either way, um, it's just, there's so much more to it than that. Just do yourself a oh, favor God. and listen to it. It's unscribed. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, I do want to read oh slash listen whatever um more thrillers you know hey next month let's just have a thriller themed month and we literally only read thrillers thriller mysteries okay. okay so we'll we'll umbrella it yep anything that falls under like a thriller mystery horror yeah. anything yeah any hey yeah. anything that's just not romance <laughs> <laughs> how about that <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I read three other books other okay. than the featured read. So, I'll okay. just plow through them. You'll, yeah, you go through those. <laughs> uh, the Takeover by T.L. Swan. That's the second book in the Miles High Club series. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I read the first one, The Stopover, back a couple months ago. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, it was really good. It it really pulled on some heartstrings because she's a widowed mother of three boys. Oh, God. And um, Tristan Miles, which is one of the Miles brothers, his, his whole, he's an acquisitions... Like, he'll take uh, companies that are, like, going under, uh, buy them out, and basically, like, merge them into their own empire. That's what he does. So, okay. uh, Claire's husband dies. She takes over the company. I think they're, like, a news. I don't know if it's, like, journalism news, whatever. Hmm. And uh, it's not going well. So, he approaches her to help her out from the hole that she's digging herself into. He's going to buy it out. She absolutely does not because this is supposed to be her son's legacy. And I'll just read out the plot. Okay. I first met Tristan Miles at a meeting where he's trying to take over my late husband's company. He was powerful, arrogant, and infuriatingly gorgeous, and I hated him with every cell in my body. In the shock of the century, he called me three days later and asked me on a date. 
I would rather die than date a man like him, though I do have to admit it was good for the ego. Turning him down was the highlight of my year. Six months later, he was the guest speaker at a conference I attended in France. Still arrogant and infuriating, but this time surprisingly charming and witty. When he looked at me, I get butterflies. But I can't go there. He's just a player in a hot suit, and I'm just the widow with three unruly sons. I just need this conference to be over, because everybody knows that Tristan Wiles always gets what he wants, and what he wants is me. Okay, so any <laughs> lovers? Yes. Already know that. <laughs> the, uh, I think my favorite part was, um, like, the beginning of this book, like, she, she really does not like him. She thinks that he is just this play, well, like she says in the plot, player in, a, like, a suit, you know. Yeah. Um, so when she's like like doing this conference to try to um it's like a wellness thing trying to get herself back in the right headspace it's like a mm. going away to paris it's this really nice you know to get away from it all and he's the guest speaker and when she notices that it's him up on the stage she literally stands up and just like leaves the auditorium or wherever it is and oh he's freaking up there at the mic and he calls her out and says claire sit your ass back down <gasps> can you imagine <laughs> and she just froze <laughs> oh my god but they had so much chemistry right from that very first like meeting and then mm-hmm. him calling her like and asking her out for supper and she's just like mm no <laughs> But um, no girl. it was very, it was very fast paced. I found like it wasn't enemies of lovers, but it was still like everything was happening so fast. And uh, the <laughs> him and her three sons, the first initial meeting, it's literally worth reading this book up to that point just for that first meeting because oh, it is chaos, absolute and utter chaos. I was laughing while reading this. So, like, yeah, like, the sons don't want... The sons do not want him. No. uh, (laughs) And they definitely do what they can. Now, not all of them. I think the youngest one took to him okay. Like, he was a pretty sweet little kid, but... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just... It is worth reading. And you can, I think, read it without reading the first one. There's... It feels pretty, pretty standalone, I think. Oh, okay. I like when books are like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, were their brothers, the the first book is, you know, the couple and that is brought up. But, I mean, there's nothing that's spoilery or anything. You know, by the end of the book, they're going to be together anyways. Yeah. That's how all romance books work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um, can call it from a, a mile away. <laughs> yeah. So I rated that one a four star. I think the only reason why I docked a star for that was um, because there there was a part that just just felt, I don't know, like it was just a stupid, if there was more communication. Oh my god. It would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. But still of good. Of course. Uh, my next one was Darling Venom by Parker S. Huntington. That one I've been seeing everywhere. I haven't seen that anywhere. I haven't even heard about that. Uh, apparently 712 pages. Holy crap. I did not crap. know that. Yeah. This did book... you read that? On yeah. The Kindle? Yeah. 
you really don't realize the size of these books. Because <laughs> if that was like a 700 page book you versus know. like on my Kindle, <laughs> which <Yeah>. is this. <laughs> uh, oh, this one like ripped my heart apart. This was a very difficult book to read, so watch the trigger warnings. No, oh, dear. Because there's lots. Okay. No, okay. I can't say there's lots, but there are a number of big, common triggers. Okay. My first love ended in tragedy. My second began with his brother. From Wall Street Journal bestseller Parker S. Huntington comes a broken love story laced with angst and forbidden romance. I wasn't supposed to be on that roof on Valentine's Day. Neither was Kellen Marchetti the school's designated freak. We met on the verge of ending our lives. Somehow, the tattered strings of our tragedies tangled and tightened into an unlikely bond. We decided not to take the plunge and agreed to check on each other every Valentine's Day until school ended. Same time, one roof, two restless souls. We kept our promise for three years. On the fourth, Kellen made a decision, and I was left to deal with the consequences. Just when I thought our story ended, another one began. They say all love stories look the same and taste different. Mine was venomous, disgraceful, and written in Scarlet Scars. My name is Charlotte Richards, but you can call me Venom. Mm. So obviously, given the fact that it's about suicide, that right off the bat is a difficult conversation. Yeah. But it also deals with um, like her losing her parents as well. That's not like a spoiler. That's That happens like right then like beginning of the book like that's a okay yeah um and like drug and alcohol abuse throughout Mm. there's yeah there's a lot but very very good book yeah i i have never never even seen that on tiktok or anything i don't know i rated it four star and i i don't think it was quite a five star because towards the end of it like I was skimming the epilogue. Yeah. Like I wasn't fully invested by the end of it, I guess. But it still wasn't... It's not like it was bad. It's not like I didn't like it. It just felt like it was done. <laughs> and it kept going. <laughs> oh, okay. In the like epilogue, right? Just end, like, everything was clued up at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which is, like, fine. If they just didn't put in the epilogue. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Or just condense the epilogue a bit. The epilogue just felt like it was really, really long. Mm-hmm. I know that they needed parts of it to um, clue up additional storylines, we'll okay. say. Yeah. <laughs> but. And then one last book that I finished Aww. yesterday. <laughs> All right. I rated five stars. Oh my goodness. A two- Five star, two five star month. Month, yeah. wow. Uh, I finished the Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren. Uh, I think out of the books that I've read, I have the most like five stars. Uh, okay, shit. Other than Colleen Hoover, I think Colleen Hoover, I have more five stars in her yeah. books. But but Christina Lauren, literally every book that I have read besides. The uh, On Honeymooners, because yeah. that one I, <laughs> I think I decimated that one the, the last episode. Yes, <laughs> but, like, Love in Other Words, Now the Soulmate Equation, uh, Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, uh, 
anyways, just a lot of her books are absolute five star gems for me. Is are is that the author that's actually two of them? Yes. Christina and Lauren. That's so crazy. Yeah. And I had no idea until I picked up The True Love Experiment, which is the second book of The Soulmate Equation, um, at Walmart. And I looked at the back, and I think I sent you the picture of yeah. it. I was just like, I had no idea that this was two people. Wait, there's two faces there? <laughs> uh, that's literally the only reason why I started The Soulmate Equation was so I could read The True Love Equation. Okay. Experiment. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm so happy I did because I was after rating it five stars. Mm. Um, so this one is 416 pages. Okay. It's a good size. Yeah. This one had like, it was enemies to lovers, kind of, but it was also like really fast paced. Like it was almost like an insta love as well. Okay. Which is I'll- a really weird but okay. I'll read it the plot so we got a better idea. Okay. Give it to us. <laughs> Single mom Jess Davis is a data and statistics wizard, but no amount of number crunching can convince her to step back into the dating world. After all, her father was never around, her hard partying mother disappeared when she was six, and her ex decided he wasn't father material before her daughter was even born. Jess holds her loved ones close, but working constantly to stay afloat is hard and lonely. But then Jess hears about Genetically, a buzzy new DNA-based matchmaking company that's predicted to change dating forever. Finding a soulmate through DNA, the reliability of numbers, this Jess understands. At least she thought she did, until her test shows an unheard of 98% compatibility with another subject in the database, Genetically's founder, Dr. River Pena. This is one number she can't wrap her head around because she already knows Dr. Pena. The stuck-up, stubborn man is without a doubt not her soulmate, but genetically has a proposition. Get to know him and we'll pay you. Jess, who's barely making ends meet, is in no position to turn it down, despite her skepticism about the project and her dislike for River, as the pair are dragged from one event to the next as the diamond pairing that could launch genetically's valuation sky-high, Jess begins to realize that they're might be more to the scientist and the science behind the soulmate than she thought. The soulmate equation proves that the delicate balance between fate and choice can never be calculated. Okay, that's... This book was phenomenal, Rebecca. Like, I loved, loved, loved this book. That's such an interesting, different... Yep. Take for a book. Right. And... It's so amazing because all of the characters in the book just have so much chemistry together and mm. uh and I don't know, it's just it was a really good supporting characters in like just about any book I've ever read. Interesting. Okay. So you said that was book two? Yeah. No, this was book one. That was book uh, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah the uh, True Love Experiment is book two. Okay. That one is her best friend. Right, right, Jess's right. Jess's best friend, yeah. And you Fizzy. haven't read that one yet? No, not yet. I have okay. it on my shelf. And it's taunting me. <laughs> you can have that be your extra, maybe, for next month. <laughs> maybe I'll read it now and finish it before August. There we go. This is still July, right? You got one day. I have... Uh, like five hours. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, oh but dear. it was just so good. I really, really enjoyed the characters and the chemistry between the mains. Mm. And not oh, to mention just hilarious, like hilarious. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious, like situations that just felt so real mm. that like you have to be, I don't know. And it was the same thing with that last Miles High book or club that I read was like you almost have to be a parent to get the humor behind some of the situations now it's not like a a book that like you wouldn't enjoy or that you wouldn't find the comedy in it but it's just as a parent it just hits a little different yeah Yeah. right so it was similar in this book um like some of the conversations that she has with her daughter and like i it's just i could see it because i've heard like maddie say things like that when she was six or seven years old like it was just it was so funny oh i love that yeah but that was a really good book and i highly highly recommend it yeah i need to start reading some more of them yeah or not some more i need to start reading them because i haven't read any yet (laughs) oh they're so good i think all that's left now is the featured read so take it away ernie (laughs) gonna be bumping <laughs> oh my god but anyway um so our featured read if anybody's new here <laughs> we choose a book each month that we will both read and we'll post it on our instagram at the beginning of the month so if anybody wants to read it and read along with us and join in at the end of the month when we discuss the featured read they can First, we will discuss the featured read without spoilers, but then at the end of our episode, we'll make sure to let you guys know when to get out, and then we will discuss spoilers. Mm-hmm. So. Airing it all out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, yeah, you're, you would have a book ruined for you if you stuck around. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, this month, for July, we chose Happy Place by Emily Henry. And that actually just released back in April. So she's new. This was a big book, too. 400 pages. And you've got the hardcover, too, right? Yep. 388 in the hardcover. Harriet and Wynn have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls. Except now, for reasons they are still not discussing, they don't. They broke up six months ago and still haven't told their best friends. Which is how they find themselves sharing the largest bedroom at the main cottage that has been their friend group's yearly getaway for the last decade. Their annual respite. Right? Respite. Respite. Why is there an E at the end of that then? Okay. Their annual respite from the world where for one vibrant blue week they leave behind their daily lives have copious amounts of cheese wine and seafood and soak up the salty coastal air with the people who understand them most only this year harriet and Wynne are lying through their teeth while trying not to notice how desperately they still want each other 
because the cottage is for sale and this is the last week they'll all have together in this place. They can't stand to break their friends' hearts and so they'll play their parts. Harriet will be the driven surgical resident who never starts a fight and Wynne will be the laid-back charmer who never lets the cracks show. It's a flawless plan if you look at it from a great distance through a pair of sun-smeared sunglasses. After years of being in love, how hard can it be to fake it for one week? in front of those who know you best. I thought this book was so cute. Yeah. Like so wholesome and like it made me feel so good. Um mm-hmm. but it did a good job at like destroying your heart too. Yes. Throughout. Yes. Cuz man, it was it was hard. But like, like you said dumps on you. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said in the last episode like how you were hoping that they that she would focus on her friendship relationships too yeah. and not just like romantic relationship with Wynn. Yeah. Yeah. Like she did a phenomenal job at that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, cuz it, it really explored their friendships as well as the three of them and then as the what? five of them and then as the six of them. Mm-hmm. Is that how it worked out? Yep. Either way. Um, like, at the start, between her, Cleo, and Sabrina, like, they just all had such a good, happy, fun friendship. And then the way that they brought in all of their significant others or just mm-hmm. other friends, roommates at the time, that developed True. into, it was just, I think it was done so well. And it just, it made me... Made me want friends. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought it was really interesting the way that she'd done all of the chapters. Like, it wasn't a her perspective and then his perspective. It was past and present. The way that that she had done that was really neat. And, like, the titles of the chapters. Like, Happy Place. Like, it was always um, Happy Place and, like, wherever the location was at the time when they were going to the past. The uh, present, I think she had named Real Life. I think that's what she had the chapters called, Real Life. Uh, But then sometimes it was like the dark place when it was going through issues from... The dark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was was very nicely done. Um, What did you rate it? Um, I rated it a four, but I think it's probably more of a four and a half. I really enjoyed it. Let's say a same. I feel the same way. Let's say a shiny four. Oh, it's okay. A shiny buffed four. <laughs> yeah. A nice shiny four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Because it's like, I don't know why I even docked the one star, honestly. I did because pretty well the whole thing revolves around uh, miscommunication. The way that... Touché. Yeah, the way that um, things ended with her and Wynne were, like, not to give any spoilers or anything, but it was largely to do with miscommunication. Yeah, and that's, which is so frustrating because of how long they were together. The way that she wrote the friendships in this book, it's kind of like the whole like platonic love like they were still love stories 
Yeah. That she really like delved into and I thought that was thought that was really nice. Yeah, it was um refreshing honestly to like read a romance novel that wasn't solely based on a romantic yeah. romance. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. The whole time though, like the chemistry between her and Wynne in like the real life parts yeah. like where they were faking to be together. I just thought, like, what happened? Like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, they obviously have this chemistry, and they obviously love each other. Yeah. What could have possibly happened? Ugh. But, Ugh. but we can't talk about that until no. the end of the episode. In regards to the way that they still had so much chemistry in real life, <clears throat> there's a part... It's only on page 62, so it's, like, super early in the book. Mm. It says, I hate how entangled we still feel on a quantum level. Like, my body will never stop trying to find its way back to his. Oh, see, like... Swoon. 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 Yeah, like, their, their connection, and then, honestly, even just, like, the connection that they all felt with this cottage, too, from being there for, like, every year for a decade yeah um like at the very beginning i think this is like literally two percent into the book um it says what can you feel sunlight everywhere not just on my bare shoulders or the crown of my head but inside me too the irresistible warmth that comes only from being in the exact right place with the exact right people i love that right like that's so nice yeah oh i know i read out the beginning of the book the last episode yeah but like i still think about the imagery that she set with that one first page yeah like she, it was beautiful like her like i could picture that i could yeah. feel it yep like, like I, well, just, I loved it it was so descriptive that i literally thought that it was a third person point of view <laughs> yeah uh, surprise yeah it wasn't she's just so freaking good at describing um, another thing that she kept going back to throughout the whole novel was her saying, you, you, you. Like, I, every time that that came up in the book, like, I got, like, cold shivers going yeah. down my spine. And then, uh, no, I'm not going to say that because that's, that's a spoiler. Spoilery. Oh, but yes, um, yeah, definitely a shiny four. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, it was such a feel good. Like I felt so whole after finishing yeah. that last page. Emily Henry is just, she is a phenomenal writer. I find all of her books that I've read so far have had incredible relationships with like the characters, even mm. the, um, even the characters that never showed up again after like, anyways, um, this was actually my first Emily Henry book because I haven't mm -hmm. finished or I haven't even started uh, Book Lovers yet. And I I need to. You do. You do. God, I wish I could. Because it is so me. good. We'll have to see if we can, uh, if it's unscribed. Scribbled. Scribbed. Oh, <laughs> Um, 
just a little taste of the humor in the book because I think again she's a great writer and she writes yeah. really good comedic relief. Um, when they're on the is it the Ferris wheel? Are they on like a yes, yeah, yeah the Ferris wheel. Yep, and somebody drops a bra down on top of them. Wind takes hold of the pink thing and lifts it, spreading it out so the hot pink bra cups jut from his chest. This, Wind says, is exactly why I hate getting clothes as presents. Nothing ever fits. At least it's your color, I say. Oh, that was so cute. God. Yeah, he seemed like he was, like, a really great, a really great guy. But... We will further discuss at the end of the episode because <sighs> we can't say any spoilers. No, all that we can say is that it's just so good and highly recommend to anyone who hasn't read it yet. It was, a, to me, it just felt like a really good summer read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially like it was summer yeah. like when they're at the cottage and like that just made me want to be there. Yeah. Me too. We need to find somebody with a... With fancy cottage. rich cottage <laughs> and a wine cellar oh, <laughs> oh the wine cellar <laughs> the wine cellar <laughs> anyway um yeah i think that might actually clue up yeah i think this month's the... of reads yeah yeah okay but um yeah if anybody who has read this book happy place you want to stick around, hear us fangirl a little bit <laughs> over when, <laughs> by all means, join us. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to check out our Instagram tomorrow. We'll uh, post about uh, what our featured read will be and maybe a little more information on what we're going to be doing throughout the month. Yeah, but definitely thriller themed month. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. All right. Bye-bye. Toodles. <laughs>
I think Sabrina may have overreacted a little bit because, like... Yeah. I didn't like how she knew and she was so schemy the whole trip. Like, putting them in, you know, the fancier room and, uh, like, scheduling them together a lot. Like, I just felt like that was really slimy yeah it wasn't fair no and i mean i i understand wanting to have your best friends back together i get that Mm -hmm. but she she went the wrong way about it i think and between like her and parth like when he's seen the text messages on win's phone and didn't bring it up like he just told sabrina and then everything just you know went from there i feel like it could have saved a lot of issues if he just said, like, man, you know, like, what's going on? I'm here. Yeah. What's going on? You know, I just. They didn't know what even happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to for them to break up. So, like, that's, I think that's kind of unfair for her to be, like, putting them in the same place Close so Close quarters. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like, trying fair. to force it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess in a way, too, you can look at it and say it obviously worked. (laughs) I mean, true. It did. Which I'm so thankful for. Because, like, that whole time, I was just thinking, like, man, like, they're just not going to end up back together. Yeah. I really really thought that. It was tricky for a little bit. I thought that this was going to go, like, a totally different route and um, not end, like, your normal romance happily ever after that it was going to be more along the lines of the platonic love between all the Mm -hmm. friends being the happily ever after which i mean still kind of gave that vibe anyways with how uh but i love how like they were all changing so much but still trying to keep that friendship like that that one annual trip every year like yeah they were still trying so hard to keep that group together, even though all these changes were happening. Yeah. 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 But I then, agree. on the other hand, too, um, trying to force it and not coming to terms with how much is changing, not mm-hmm. giving the relationships that chance to evolve with the changes. You were kind of still just like trying to shove everybody that you know, our different shapes back into this box of we're going to the cottage. Yeah. This is what has to happen. This is, you know. Yeah. And especially like and I over feel, a decade, like you're mm-hmm. going to change. Yeah. And I feel like Cleo was the one that felt that the most out of all of them. Yeah. I think. And especially, I mean, I feel like that just came with her being, being pregnant. Yeah. Like, unless she started feeling up before, but like she mainly, mainly felt that. Yeah. After being pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. I just, but the main thing that I liked about that, like, with everybody still changing, because, like, Wynn went through some traumatic shit. Like, he. Yeah, with his he, dad. And his then dad. his mom. Yeah. Like, that's so traumatic. and everything. Yeah. But yet, he still loved Harriet just as much as that yeah. first day when they were two completely different people. Like, that's, that's fate there. Yeah, I agree. That's like what he said, um, like, while they're talking about it, and uh, when he's talking about um, 
I would have married Harriet at a drive through chapel in Vegas the day after I proposed if she wanted. His eyes looked dark in the dying daylight, the kind of gaze that falls like a heavy curtain shutting out everything else. Would have. That past tense of it, or the past tense of it slices through me. Uh, Wing casts his eyes back to the dock because that's not what she wants. You, 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 my heart cries. Uh, I love how she kept going back to that you, you, you. And then the very last sentence of the book. You, you, you. You, you, you. (sighs) Yeah. Oh my god. Like, beautiful. That just tugs on the heart. (sighs) Yeah. But like, I feel like I feel like they needed that breakup for them both. Because I mean, like, they were two completely different people. Like, she needed that break to realize that like, she she wasn't happy with what she was doing. That she wasn't was where not. she was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I know people say, like, oh, like, you shouldn't, like, you need to be, like, find happiness outside of, like, your significant other. They were meant to be together. The part where her mother says, when her mother comes out and visits them, if I can find it, in Montana... Mm-hmm. and like the whole trip she's not talking she's uh obviously uh upset about something her mother says i gave up everything and harriet says i know you gave up everything for us and i understand what it cost you and i'm sorry and then her mother grabs harriet's elbow and says harriet no that's not what i mean i gave up everything for your father he wanted to keep working he wanted to move to indiana and i thought if he was happy that would be enough it's not that i'm not proud of you i'm terrified for you honey that you're going to wake up one day and realize you built your life around someone else and there's no room for you it was never about the christmas card i wanted you to be happy oh. right like and i know in this situation like harriet says like it's different for her and win that this is what makes her happy being in montana mm-hmm. you know following her pottery hobby to create mm-hmm. you know an actual life so i know it is different between her but how freaking real it is that like her mother's relationship with her father yeah how common that is yeah oh my god yes right like yeah it's rough it's sad yeah Oh my god, like that was, she did such a good job at just describing all of that. Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking down through the reviews. Oh god. <laughs> um, there's two here that are two star ratings. So the first one says, bro, no offense, but this book made me glad I was single. <laughs> and... The next person also rated a two star and said, I agree that this book is Taylor Swift coded as in me and Emily Henry books are never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I thought that was it was such a good book. It was. Oh, my God. It was so wholesome. Uh, oh, my God. And another thing, too, is said um, like when when said. Oh, in every universe, it's you for me, even if it's not me for you. Oh, my oh. God. It Swoon is. Swoon again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely had a, uh, like, an epic love. Yeah. Like, I know 
again, the miscommunication issues that were there because Harriet thought that she was doing the right thing for Wynne to, to be like, it's okay. We can keep pushing the wedding. You know, you can go live with your mom. Everything will be fine. Whatever. Yeah. I understand her putting aside her own feelings because I do that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. But like it totally backfired. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like, she didn't even realize it, but like it made her seem indifferent, like she was pushing him away when she was just trying to do what was best or what she thought was best for him. Yeah, and give him, him and, room and space to grieve and yeah, when really yeah. he just needed her. Oh. Yeah. God. So sweet. So if uh if anybody has read it along with us this month, we would definitely like to hear your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. What did you rate it? Send us a message. <laughs> Slide into our DMs. There we go. <laughs> okay, I think this concludes our end of month episode. Mm-hmm. I guess we will see you all again in two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>